You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. On today's episode, we're talking about how do you seduce girls effortlessly? And I want to give you some mindset shifts that are going to help with this tremendously. And I'm really excited to go over these because mindsets is where everything begins, right? That's where it starts. You have the mindsets and then you can go into the practical ways of meeting women, attracting women, talking to women, all that. But everything always starts with a mindset. So the four that I'll be going over today are going to be crucial. Things that I've kind of sprinkled in, in in past episodes before, but I like that I'm really putting all these together into one episode. And just a couple of updates over here on my end. As you know, we've been putting out a lot of live content. So if you've been listening to the past month's worth of content here, you've been listening to the live shows. We are going to put a pause on that actually. You know, it was interesting. We started doing these live shows on YouTube, not just the ones where it was just me talking to the camera, but ones where there was many panel guests, there was multiple females and I'd have a a male guest and we'd have these really highly produced shows. And who knows, we might come back to that in the future, but I have to say it was a lot of time Okay, so a lot of time and effort to put into those shows. And I found that it was taking away from some of the other things that I was doing over here at Trip Advice. I really enjoyed them. I love them. And I think they're really, it's great content and it's really interesting. And you get to listen in and you get to hear the mind of the female and what's going on in today's dating world. So if you haven't even checked those out, go listen to those. There's probably about seven episodes, maybe six episodes. And I did upload them all here on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. But yeah, just wanted to update you on that. You're not going to be hearing about that for a little bit. Again, potentially I bring that back, but I wanted to put more focus on other areas here in trip advice. And yeah, really, you know, put some more focus, of course, too, into some of these other episodes that we do here on the podcast, like the one today. And also, I apologize if I sound very nasally and my voice sounds kind of funny. I'm just getting over a cold that's so strange, just won't go away. I've had this thing for, for over a week now, but uh, I feel fine. Energy's fine. It's just I sound a little bit stuffed up. So bear with me as we go through today's episode. And of course, you know, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who might not be able to do some of these things on their own, meaning you might not be able to easily implement the mindset shifts that we talk about today, or you listen to other episodes and it's not so easy to implement some of the techniques and tactics and practical examples. And it might be just hard for you to do that because you're doing it on your own. We do have a one-on-one coaching program which is a lot different from the other coaching programs out there. I hear more and more that uh, the other dating coaching programs are are group programs. And listen, I used to do that too, uh, but I never really did any more of three to five people in a group. And now I hear there's like 
10, 15 plus. We don't do that over here at TripAdvice. We believe in one-on-one coaching. Why? Because that is what's going to get you the fastest results possible. So in my TripAdvice Accelerator Coaching Program, you get a one-on-one coach. We even have options for boot camps where we have a coach fly to your city, take you out for a full weekend, help you approach women, take pictures for your dating profile. We have done a bunch of these this year with Coach Jamal, and he has absolutely crushed it. And people who have done the boot camp have loved it. It's been an amazing experience to be able to actually learn how to get over your approach anxiety within about 48 hours, right? But we also have other programs as well where you can work with a coach for a lot longer. If you're interested in hearing more about how this all works, go to tripadvicecoaching.com. There you can get a free call with my team And I take calls too. So you could be taking a call with me and then we'll go over coaching. We'll see if it's a good fit for you and we'll go from there. So tripadvicecoaching.com if you want to join a coaching program that helps get you faster results. All right, let's go into the four mindset shifts in no particular order. Number one, okay? seduction and attraction is counterintuitive. So what does this mean? That means that when you are trying to seduce or attract a girl, you probably think that you need to give her attention, right? This was, this was old trip thinking where when you liked a girl, what did you do? You paid a lot of attention to her. You gave her a lot of compliments. You showered her with attention, maybe even gifts or flowers. You did all these nice things for the person. You were there for them. You were the shoulder to cry on. You were there to listen and ask tons of questions and be there. And it's not my fault and it's not your fault that this is the way that you have learned how to potentially or try to attract a woman. It's very, very normal that this would be the thing that you would think you need to do, but it's counterintuitive, which means it's the opposite. Intuitively, you think, yeah, lots of attention. Really, the answer is it's all about mystery, and it's more about mystery than it is attention. Now, I want to be clear here because when I say that, it sounds kind of funny, right? If someone said that to me, I would say, I don't understand. So you're telling me to not give them too much attention and be more mysterious. How am I supposed to do that? Like, what is this advice? Like, don't talk to girls, don't go over and talk to them and don't show any interest whatsoever. No, of course, that's not the answer. That's going too far on the other spectrum. We don't want to go all the way and swing the pendulum all the way to the other side. That doesn't work either. So if we look at this like it is a spectrum on one end of the spectrum, lots of attention on the other end of the spectrum, you don't even talk to girls, we want to find ourselves somewhere in the middle or maybe let's say, you know, 30 to 40% from the side of being a little bit more mysterious, Okay, so this is the mindset. The mindset, again, is seduction is counterintuitive and it's more about mystery. You have to know that going into this whole process. Now, if you want a little bit more of what that looks like on a practical level, that's going to be more about not complimenting them, not giving them 
all the information about you on a date and just kind of like spilling your guts to them. This is going to be more about flirting, which is subtle interest rather than overt interest, telling them you like them and you can't wait to see them. We want to remain a little bit mysterious in two ways, in them knowing a lot about you and also them knowing a lot about how much you like them. I know that sounds very gamey, but this is the way that it works. No woman is going to want you if she knows every single thing about you on the first two dates, or if you are being needy and you are showing her tons of attention, trying to text her, trying to talk to her, trying to see her every single day, that's too much. And it can be a fine line at times. And I know that it might sound a little complicated for those of you who are listening for the very first time, but It's not as complicated as you think. Couple rules here. Don't tell them everything about you on the first date, second date, so they can start to learn more about you over time. Learn how to flirt, which I have plenty of episodes on that. I also have a a whole course on flirting and attraction called Hooked, which you can check out at getterhooked.com. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. So you wanna learn how to flirt, okay? And you also don't want to be seeing them more than a couple of times per week, at least in the very beginning, so you can maintain a little bit more mystery and a little bit more desire. You know what's interesting? This even leaks into relationships, and this even leaks into marriages, okay? Esther Perel, she talks about this in her book as well called Mating in Captivity, where one of the reasons why relationships tend to fizzle or die is because the desire dies. And why the reason why the desire dies is because you end up knowing every single thing about the other person. So you actually want to make it so, okay, maybe they know a lot about you, but at least maybe there's some separation. So you guys aren't spending every single moment together. And there is separation throughout the days or the weekends when you get into these longer relationships. You want to have space away so then you can come together and you can even wonder how was that person's day or weekend or what happened. You want some of that distance. I like to say distance can equal desire. And that starts from the very beginning of the courtship process, even all the way up to when you guys are in a very serious relationship, okay? So that is mindset number one. Again, seduction is more about mystery than it is attention. All right, let's go to mindset number two. The mindset is you are trying to figure out if she's worthy of you. I see this time and time again with the guys that we coach. I've seen this in myself many, many years ago, that you're always trying to be worthy of her, like putting her on a pedestal, thinking, wow, she's amazing. How do I do all these things to get her attracted to me? Now, I know that sounds funny because Inherently, that's what this podcast is technically about. We are doing things to learn how to attract a woman. That's kind of like step one. But then the more advanced mindset, so to speak, is having enough confidence 
building up enough self-esteem where you're trying to figure out, is this woman worthy of you? Is she worthy of your time? So instead of going over and approaching a girl because, oh my God, she's so pretty. I need to talk to her. Oh, I have this date with this girl from, from this app and I hope I just do everything right so she wants to see me again. Instead, we look at this with a different viewpoint, a different mindset. Is she worthy of you? Does she pass your non-negotiables? Is she more than just her looks? I know that men tend to focus a lot on looks at first and a little bit of sweetness and femininity. But then right after that, they tend to, generally speaking, not go too much further. And I want you to go further, meaning I want you to be on a date with a girl. And even though she might be someone you're really attracted to and she's just your type in all these different ways, but she's not the best fit for you or doesn't pass your non-negotiables, then guess what? She's not worthy of you. I want to get you to the point where your confidence is so rock solid that you will not settle for any woman and that you should be in the mindset that the woman that you're meeting next should be lucky to have you. I'm going to say that again. This is very important. You need to be thinking on the level of she should be lucky to have you. And if you don't think that right now, if you don't think that any woman out there is lucky to have you, that's something that needs to be worked on. We need to be working on building the self-esteem to the point where you are undeniably and you think undeniably to yourself that you are an amazing human being, that you are accomplishing things or on your way to accomplishing things, that you think that you are capable, that you generally like yourself, that you think you're a fun person to be around. And it's okay if you don't think those things yet. We can work towards those things. But that's the whole point, is I want you to be working towards those different aspects so you can get to the point where you say, yeah, that girl should be lucky to have me. I think that today. I think that of myself. Now, I'm with Megan. I have someone. I have a partner. But I still think that. And I know that if anything happened where we broke up, we weren't together anymore, whatever may be, I know that I am someone who a woman would be lucky to be with. And I'm not saying that out of arrogance or thinking I'm better than other people. In fact, I didn't think that for a long time. I needed to work on that. I needed to work my way up into that point. Remember, self-esteem is built upon the people you spend time around and the promises that you keep to yourself. So think about this. Keep this in mind. Again, the second mindset here is, You're trying to figure out if she's worthy of you, not the other way around. All right, mindset number three. This one, it's it's kind of like the last one in the sense where it can be a little tough. It can be a little challenging. But when you get to this point, by God, is it powerful. Mindset number three is you don't need women. Instead, they are a byproduct of the efforts of your life. They are a complement to your life is another way of saying this. I bring in this mindset because I think of past trip. I think of the coaching clients we work with. And 
it seems to be a pattern that a lot of guys tend to think that once they get a woman, then everything is going to be complete. And that the woman is the you complete me kind of package. There's all different variations of this too that I see. You know, some guys think, hey, if I just get a woman, everything will be great. Like when I was much, much younger, you know, a few decades ago, I was thinking like, yeah, all I need is a great woman by my side. Didn't think too much about work or career. It's like the thing for me was like, yeah, I just got to get a great woman. Like that's the end goal. That was very, very wrong. Women are not the end goal. They are the byproduct of what already is a life that you are proud of. So the reason why you work on your career, the reason why you go to the gym and eat healthy, the reason why you travel or do fun things or create a fun lifestyle or have good friends, the reason why you do all that stuff is for you. The reason why you might even work on your charisma and work on networking and even still meeting women, all that still is for you. And then because you have this great life, this life that is worth sharing with someone else, women become a byproduct of that. They even become attracted to that. But you're not doing it for them. We're not doing all this for them. I know a lot of this is very counterintuitive. I know a lot of this is like, it, it, it seems very opposite of, of things you might've heard on the podcast, but this is where it gets more advanced, but in, in a good way. Like I want to get you to that next level. They're the byproduct. Now that doesn't mean that you have to have this crazy, awesome, fun, Dan Bilzerian wild life to be able to attract women or nor do you have to create this insane life before you go out and start meeting women. My point is, is I just don't want them to be the reason why you do anything. And listen, I get it. A lot of guys have that. We are very sexually motivated. It's, it's very normal. But I want you to be more self-motivated than sexually motivated. That is where we can flip the switch in terms of turning on this mindset. Self-motivation. And hey, yeah, let's, let's have a great girl. Yeah, let's have some fun. We can have some casual relationships. We can get into a relationship, get a girlfriend, get a wife. Great, they're gonna be an addition to an already great life, not a woman that's going to complete you or make things more whole because you feel like a loser, you have low self-esteem, but if you get a girl, everything's gonna be better. No, it won't, and it's gonna be dangerous because what happens if it doesn't work out with that girl? Guess what happens? You're gonna be crushed. Of course, it's natural. You go through breakups and things happen. You're going to have emotions and it's going to be tough. But you better believe it's going to be 10 times harder if you don't already have the self-motivation there. You don't already have the self-esteem there. You're going to be so crushed. You're going to have a big hole. So imagine if you were utilizing this mindset and the last one that I said, how strong you could be you know, mentally strong and how outcome independent you're going to be. Wow. That is really the key here. 
outcome independence. We are independent of the outcome, meaning we don't care about what happens. We don't care about the outcome. We're living our life. We're doing the things for us. And hey, we get a girl. Great. No, we get rejected. Whatever. No big deal. Oh, we end up with this great girl. We're in a relationship. Fantastic. What a great addition to the life that I already have, that I already like. Does that make sense? Hope it does. Let's go to number four. Number four, we're going to go in a little bit of a different direction now, a whole different type of mindset. But a lot of guys, they think looks are important and money is important. And they think their height and their race is really important. And then you hear podcasts like this where we do, you know, preach a lot about personality and behavior. So what is it? What's important? What's more important? The answer and the mindset here is it's all important. It's all important. That's the mindset. It's all important. How you look, how you present yourself, your lifestyle, your job, how you're able to support yourself, your personality, your charisma, all of it's important. What I mean is it's all important in this dating game. You want to work on it all and sort of related to the last one, right? It's like you're working on it all, but guess what? It's not all for women, but just to differentiate this one from the last mindset shift is this is more about how attraction works, okay? And it's all important. You want to work on it all. You want to work on your style, your look. You want to work on your charisma, the way that you talk to women, the way that you flirt, your confidence. The only thing here, here's a little sub note to this one. Just don't focus on the things you can't control. You can't control your height. You can't control your race, trying to think of other things that you can't control. Uh, Those are the biggest ones. You can control a lot of other things. You can control your body weight. You can control your hair if you're balding. You can control your finances. And obviously you have plenty of control over charisma, flirting, behavior. That stuff can be worked on immediately. Well, technically it can all be worked on immediately, but that's some of the things that you can make the fastest growth with is the personality stuff. The stuff that I teach in my TED formula, attention, entertainment, dominance, I talk about in coaching, I talk about in my hooked program, right? All that. But what do we do? We want to work on it all. I always say this, there's outer qualities and inner qualities. Your outer qualities are the qualities like your finances, your looks, style, lifestyle, things like that. Appearance, right? I already said that. So that's your outer qualities. That stuff is stuff that you should be working on all the time. You're always working on that. That's just personal development. That's being the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. We're always going to be working on that. And then there's inner qualities, inner qualities, i.e. your behavior, personality traits, Ted. And that's something that you might not always be working on. That can be a little bit more of a one and done. You can become this confident, charismatic individual. It takes a little bit of time, of course, but you do that. And then you're always working on the outer qualities. 
because you always want to work on health, wealth, appearance, and lifestyle. Why wouldn't you? That's what makes life easier, life better. You're more healthy. You're a, a solid individual. Let's recap here. We got four mindset shifts. And the reason why it's titled How to Seduce Girls Effortlessly is because once you tap into these mindsets, it will be more effortless. It will 100% be more effortless if you, one, know that seduction is more about mystery than it is giving her tons of attention. Two, try to figure out if she's worthy of you, not putting her on a pedestal, feeling like she's lucky to have you. Number three, knowing that women are a byproduct to your life and a complement to your life. We'll even say a byproduct to your efforts in being the best version of yourself that you can be. And then a complement to that awesome life that you are creating or have created. And number four, knowing that it's important to work on all of it, looks, behavior, outer qualities, and inner qualities. You master these. You remember these. You write these down. Listen to this episode as many times as you want to get these down, to get them tattooed in your brain. Then you're going to have some real shifts here, and it's going to be a lot easier. That's what I want for you. Okay? That is exactly what I want for you. All right, we got some questions. I want to answer some questions that have been emailed in. You can email in too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. You can put in the subject line, podcast question, and I'll answer your question here on the podcast. I love answering questions. These are, are always fun to do. And you guys always write in some, sometimes some really interesting situations. So I love the challenge. And I know that I'm always here to help you. So email in, don't be afraid. We'll get it answered here on the podcast. This one's from John. Hey, Trip. I'm John, a single 30-year-old in Southern California. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now and love it. A little over a year ago, I got divorced and your material helped me get back in the game. Thanks a ton. My specific question is, what do you do when she says it's not a date? And that was in quotes, by the way. For background, this girl I had been friends for a while, always had sexual tension, but she had a boyfriend, so we never acted on it. I left the country for about eight months, during which time she and her boyfriend broke up. While I was still gone, we increased the amount that we were flirting, and I told her to reserve a day for when I got back. Once I finally got back and asked her to go on a date for that day, she responded with, yeah, but just so you know, it's not a date, in quotes. In order to not be a simp or be friend-zoned, I responded that, quote, although being her friend was great, I wasn't interested in that, and she knew it. If she didn't feel the same, then no worries, the date was off. She hasn't responded for about a week, and I moved on from it without needing to follow up. I do think I could have gone on the friend date and joked my way slash flirted it into being a date with sexual tension, but I didn't want to give even the slightest impression that it would have been okay to be friend-zoned. What... Was this the best way to handle this? Thanks again for all your work, man, John. All right, great question. This is fantastic. I got two different answers for you. There's two different ways you could have gone. First of all, I want to congratulate you. You did, you did, the, you did the right way. That was it. That was the number one perfect way that this should have gone. 
where you told her, hey, listen, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in a friend date. I'm interested in more than that. You put up your boundaries and some women will actually, you know, they'll, they'll be okay with that. They'll be actually attracted that you put up your boundaries. And even though they're kind of going back and forth in their head, if they want to be, to be a date or not, the fact that you put the boundary up, maybe she comes back. Now, if she doesn't, whatever, who cares? We don't want to waste our time with women who don't have what, John, you know this, because you've been listening to the podcast, high level of interest. And that's why you did this the right way. Because high level of interest is going to be a woman agreeing to it being a date. And she did not. And that was it. I have a gut feeling she's going to come back to if you stay strong and you don't even text her or anything like that. But that's the thing is we shouldn't even be worried about these women that are not wanting it to be a date. We shouldn't be thinking about these women. These women should be merely just a thought in our head or a moment that it happened and then move on quickly because who cares? Why are we wasting any time with any woman who's not high level of interest? Right? Like that's it. That's, that's what we want to do. However, I told you I had two answers because there is a, a second one. If you wanted to play around with this, it's not the end of the world. I would rather you and I encourage you to do the first thing that you did, which was put up your boundaries. But there was another way you could have gone about this if you wanted to try. You could have, and by the way, it's funny because even though I'm going to say this to you, we now know it wouldn't have worked because she's not even answering. It probably wouldn't have worked, but you could have just agreed, okay? You could have just been like, yeah, yeah, it's not a date. The reason why you might do that is because women don't necessarily think logically when it comes to building attraction or or getting attracted to a guy. So she's trying for it to be logic, logical, right? She's like to say, no, hold on. You're saying it's a date. I'm going to tell you it's not a date. Therefore, it is not a date. Logic, right? But attraction is not a choice. So you could have been like, yeah, that's fine. It's not a date. And then you could have been in person with her. And I, I believe you kind of said this too. Like This could have been an option for you. It's like you could have just gone on the date, flirted with her, continued to build sexual tension and see what happened from there. And then of course, if she's just like, not having it, or she even pushes you to the side and said, John, what are you doing? I told you this wasn't a date. Like, why are you flirting or whatever? Why are you being this way? Then clearly she is stating her boundaries and then it's not a date and whatever. Okay. You had a a date with a woman. You kind of gave it a shot because you guys did build all that sexual tension over the while that you guys were talking. Also, I should say this though. I don't love, this is a side note. I don't love this girl. Like, the fact that you guys were, you know, friends for a while. And look, you said, quote, always had sexual tension, but she had a boyfriend, so we never acted on it. It's like, I don't know. Is that the kind of woman you want? The woman that's okay with that? I mean, yeah, they broke up, but still there was sexual tension. This is why it's a red flag when there's a girl who has a lot of guy friends. I mean, even a couple guy friends could be tough because you know that those guys probably like her, most likely do, or would jump at the chance to get her. You know, I mean, hell, I was that guy. I was that guy when I was in college in my early 20s. I would hang around girls and, and say, oh, I'm just friends with them. They'd be my friends. But I know back in my, at the back of my head, if anything, if I had an opportunity, I would have taken it. Guys can do that. 
I don't think that was good on my end. I shouldn't have been friends with girls that I was in the friend zone with, but that's what happens. So it's like, do you want to be with that girl who's like, was totally okay with having that tension with you and talking to you and all that while she had a boyfriend? Like, that's a red flag. That is a red flag. But anyway, back to what I was saying, you know, I'm trying to give all the different variations for guys who are listening, who might be in a situation like this. That's why I am telling you, okay, maybe you could have forgotten about the logical side, gone on the date, tried to flirt, and maybe she was like, okay, maybe that was her trying to play some sort of hard to get or trying to put up, I don't know, some sort of boundary, but like actually likes you and was in is confused and whatever. And then maybe there was a shot there. Either way, you know, the first thing that I told you and the first thing that you did was the best way. So to answer your question, was this the best way to handle this? Yes, John, very good. Keep it up. And uh, and yeah, if she does reach out again, I think we've, at least I've assessed that there's a red flag there. So wouldn't give too much thought to it. All right, next question from Adi or Adi. He says, Girl abruptly breaks off after three and a half months of dating. That's the subject. Hope all's well at your end. I've been a follower of your YouTube page for the past year, and the tips provided have helped me up my game. Since April this year, I've been dating a girl, and it went well for the past three and a half months. In mid-August, she abruptly broke up with me after giving the reason, quote, we lack chemistry and compatibility. I want to connect back with her, but I'm strictly following the no-contact strategy for the past three weeks. Good. In your earlier podcasts, you mentioned that in rare cases, as with mine, I may have dodged a bullet as this girl does suffer from clinical anxiety, had a past toxic relationship, often acted hot and cold, and kept a purposeful distance in meetups. Okay. He continues, a month before she mentioned that she wants to keep the relationship status as being mutually exclusive only and The distance was kept so that she didn't feel hurt later. Should I reconnect with her in the near future and pitch a friends with benefits scenario? Please suggest the way forward. Cheers, Adi. Oh, lots to say here. Okay. Um, Gotta be careful, man. That should have been you breaking it off with her. You know, yes, I was correct. You did dodge a bullet. Clinical anxiety is no joke. I don't know if you guys have any friends with clinical anxiety. Like I know a couple of people who have clinical anxiety. You know, that's not a person that you want to date unless they really have it in order and had a past toxic relationship, often acted hot and cold. Like it's funny because she's saying we lack chemistry and compatibility. I don't think that's the truth. I think that she has an avoidant attachment. Look up attachment theory. There's three types, anxious, avoidant, secure. And I think there's a fourth actually, which is anxious avoidant. Okay. She, she, well, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I can't say definitely, but it seems like she had that. She was always distance. She was always keeping distance from you. She never let herself get fully with you when we come on, we can tell three and a half months. So your question is, should I reconnect with her in the near future for a friends with benefits scenario? No, no, that is very scarce mentality. Why are you going, you're going for 
the low hanging fruit. We don't want to go for the low hanging fruit in dating. Okay. That's not what we want. So then what? Like, like, you know, it could be even equally as bad to dating a woman who has these issues, hooking up with a woman who has these issues. Like who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. What if she starts falling for you again? And then it'd be, what if, here's the, actually the real scenario. What if you start falling for her again? Cause I hear a lot of guys who say this, like, Oh, what if I just be friends with benefits? And then I question them. Like, can you though, can you be friends with benefits? Can you actually do that? Like, honestly, can you just hook up with a girl that you dated previously and not have feelings for her? Or will you do a friends with benefits? And then all of a sudden you're hooking up with her and you start to feel feelings for her again. And boom, you're back to where you started. It can be more heartbreak. This is just going to be harder for you. Disaster town. So no, do not reconnect with her. Gentlemen, don't reconnect with any of your past exes for friends with benefits. You're reinforcing scarce mentality. Go for the low-hanging fruit and not meeting new women. So what? So you can get laid? Well, why can't you just get laid with someone else? Oh, because the sex was good with her? I don't know. I don't know. I think I really think you got to let it go. That's my opinion. There's plenty of women out there. You have more opportunities to meet better women that you can be in relationships with. Also, if you do a friends of benefits scenario with your ex, is that going to prevent you from moving forward to being with other women? Are you going to feel bad because this is not some girl that you just kind of met and it's a friends of benefits off the bat. It's a girl that you have and have had an emotional connection with. Like that's, it's all just dangerous. And it all comes from a scarce mentality. Think about it this way. If you had a hundred women texting you right now who wanted to sleep with you and be with you, hypothetically, would you still be in a friends with benefits scenario with that girl? My guess is most, uh, most people would say no. But you might be wanting that because you're not meeting other women. And that's a problem. We don't want to delay that process for you because that process is going to be important whether it's now or it's later. So Adi, hope that helps. These were great questions today. If you have a question, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. If you need more help, go to tripadvicecoaching.com. Learn about our accelerator coaching program to accelerate your results. Thank you for all of you who have been a listener for so many years. And here's to many, many more. I'll talk to you on the next episode.